You're listening to the Uncensored Direct Marketing Show. This show is designed for direct response marketers who want raw, unfiltered conversion tips and secrets to scale their offers profitably to reach their next million. I'm Maria Sparagas. I'm the founder of Direct Paynet and your host. Now let's dive in. If you've heard the words high-risk merchant, whether it's from Stripe or your merchant account provider, I have an episode for you today. If you are a non-U.S. business owner, so meaning you do not reside in the U.S. and your company, you don't have a company or any presence in the U.S., I have a couple of tips for you on how to get merchant account services or payment processing. So a lot of merchants rely on Stripe and PayPal uh, when they're non-American in order to be able to sell to Americans. But if you are considered a high-risk business, for example, if you're drop shipping or if you're selling supplements or if you're doing any type of crypto offer, it's possible that Stripe does not allow you to operate or worse, that they've shut you down and now you're out of options. So if you're selling mainly to Americans, but you're not actually a resident of the U.S., it is very difficult to get payment processing if you know, Stripe doesn't like your business type or PayPal doesn't like your business type and they're not willing to support it. Um, and also Stripe and PayPal do have some limitations as to some countries that do not, that they do not accept as well. So I'm going to be talking to you a little bit about um, some options for you as well in this episode. Now, um, I have to explain to you what an aggregator is and what is a merchant account provider. So these are two different options in the payment sphere. Stripe and PayPal are what we call aggregators and an aggregator a payment aggregator or payment facilitator is, is what sometimes you'll hear is essentially a, mer a merchant on record. So Stripe actually has its own merchant account and it subleases that merchant account to different businesses. Same thing with PayPal. Now, when you get a merchant account through a merchant account service provider like Direct Paynet, which is my company, and we work with high-risk merchants, it, it it is a little bit different. What what I mean by that is a high risk merchant account is actually your merchant account that you get from a payment processor from a bank. So the bank gives you, you know, access to merchant services and a merchant account to be able to process payments, and that account is owned by you, and you get the settlements. Now in Stripe's case, what happens is that you process payments, they get the money from their bank because Stripe is not a bank, so they get their money and then they give you your part. So the, it's important you understand the differences for this because when if you're looking for solutions, you need to know whether you need to go for an aggregator or whether you need to go for a merchant services provider. Now for you guys to, to kind of be like, well, how do I know this? How do I figure this out? Anything that is an immediate sign up, like meaning, you know, on Stripe, you go on there, you fill out a form, you're good to go, you get your API keys and you're ready to go. Same thing with PayPal, same thing with some other ones. That is likely an aggregator. What they do is they do no verifications. They just basically onboard everybody. And then once they start, you start processing or you start scaling or you get a couple of disputes and so forth, they start looking at your account more closely. And if you don't abide by their terms and conditions, which are pages upon pages long, they instantly terminate you. So Obviously, you know, there's advantages to Stripe and PayPal. They're fast, it's easy and so forth. But getting a merchant account um, does take one to two weeks. But what it does is that we verify all the information that you submit. You have to submit some documents, you know, your IDs, your bank statements and so forth. We do all these types of verifications. And once you're approved, you don't have to worry about scaling. So it's just a different approach. It's not that one is better than the other. It's just that if you are 
somebody who is considered a high risk business, getting a merchant account could be a more surefire way of scaling because you know, wherever you get your merchant account from will likely have seen your business, know what you're selling, understand the type of risk that they're getting involved in. And you're not going to have as many issues as, for example, if you're working with Stripe or PayPal. Now, um, the, the key here is that if you're selling to Americans, but you do not reside in the U.S., and even if you have a company in the U.S., but you don't actually live in the U.S., you're, you have no social uh, security number and you, you don't have a physical residential address in the U.S., most merchant account providers will decline you. Um, they, you know, they need to be able to prove residency in several uh, in several jurisdictions. For example, in Europe, it's the same thing. If you want to get a European merchant account, you have to have a residency in Europe. Same thing in the U.S., same thing in Canada, same thing in Australia, and so on and so forth. So now you're going to turn around and say, well, great, Maria, I'm not American and I'm selling to Americans, so I need to have U.S. payment processing. Now, there are a couple of ways that you can do this. First, you can, um, you know, depending on what kind of team you're building or what team you have, you may have somebody on your team that is American that could perhaps hold a director position in your company. What a director position is, obviously, is somebody who may not be a shareholder, but could be a COO or a CFO or, or a, a main position. And if they you know, if they are, um, they do carry a main position and they are a director in your company, they can sign for your merchant account and that would uh, satisfy that requirement. So I know that a lot of different business owners have, you know, employees and um, staff all over the US and all over the world. And sometimes it's just a matter of making that connection. Somebody who's already bringing value to you, you can make them a director in the company. They can, um, you know, help sign the documentation and get things going for you. Uh, in the U.S. And that's obviously the ideal scenario because that is a local merchant account in the U.S. and you're processing U.S. customers. So you will get your best conversions and you will get your best rates. You're going to pay the cheapest price. Um, so that's one option. And obviously, I'm not advocating for you guys to go out there and just find a random person to sign on your company. That's not good. This is, has to be something that maybe a relationship that's pre-established, maybe a family member that wants to work with you and so on and so forth. But it is possible for you to be, for example, example, 100% shareholder, not be American and have a director that holds an official position and he's he or she's American and they can sign for the documentation on uh, the merchant account. Now, uh, if that's not an option for you, then plan B is to get another aggregator. Um, it's not just Stripe and PayPal that exist out there. If you do need some options that are um, that accept different high-risk merchants, you can drop me a line, um, send me a note on my website or my contact information is below. So keep in mind that if uh, you, you need an aggregator for whatever reason, I could definitely help you with that. You just have to drop me a line. And it's there are several companies out there that do, um, for example, adult accounts or supplement accounts or specialize in, in drop shipping. You just have to know which aggregators are willing to accept that. So Stripe and PayPal are just the real kind of marketed ones, the well-known ones, but they're not the only ones. So keep that in mind. Now, um, a couple of options other than that, if you're really, really stuck, is you could uh, perhaps use a local solution. So if you're stuck and you can't work with Stripe, you can't work with PayPal and you can't, you know, you don't have a director or, or somebody who can sign 
uh, and help you in the US um, and aggregators maybe uh, don't work out for you, you could find a local solution. So for example, if you're European uh, or you know, really wherever you're based, there are local banks, there are local payment processing solutions. So you just have to find in your country a payment processor that is willing to sign you up where you're a resident of. So you can get a merchant account in your local uh, place and then you get your settlements where you are located, you know, directly. And that that could be an option. Now, keep in mind, and, you know, it's my less preferred option, obviously, because if you're selling to Americans, your conversions are not going to be as good and your approval ratio will not be as good as if you have a U.S. merchant account. So all is not lost. You could have a hybrid type of model. So, for example, you could have lower risk transactions or just transactions that decline for specific decline codes. I have an episode like dedicated on decline codes and specifically issuing bank declines. Issuing bank declines happen when, for example, you're in in France and you're selling to an American and you have a local French merchant account and the U.S. customer's bank says, mm, we don't like transactions from France. That happens a lot in cross-border transactions. So that's an issuing bank decline. So there are ways to, you know, mitigate this. So for example, you have your local merchant account uh, in the country that you reside in. And every, anytime you have a decline, you could have other payment options. You can have, you know, Stripe or PayPal kind of just pick up those couple of transactions that may be declining for that. Um, and there's technologies that can help you kind of pass transactions through. I won't get, uh, I won't get too into that, but they're perfectly legal and PCI compliant and data compliant. Um, you can have, you know, a software that kind of sits between your checkout page and uh, and the customer and can kind of put transactions where they're most likely to to um, get approved. Now, obviously, if you've been shut down from Stripe, that's not going to be an option. But if Stripe, um, for example, doesn't love your business because they don't love supplement businesses, they don't love drop shipping, they don't love crypto, you may want to get your local payment solution and just have Stripe as a backup. So really just to capture maybe that 10 or 15% um, that just can't go through because you know they 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 have some cross-border payment issues. So you can do that and have a hybrid model and you're less likely to have issues on Stripe because your volume is going to be lower. Um, you may have less risk because maybe you can ask for a little bit more information on those transactions. Um, you know, maybe you can call the customer, you can do a whole bunch of stuff, obviously, depending on your business model. But um, there are definitely options and I want you to to keep at it and, and to let me know. Obviously, if you're not non-American um, and you have a non-US business, but you're selling to Americans, there's a lot of different options and it really all depends on what kind of business you're running. Uh, but most businesses are considered high risk from Stripe. So it is always important to have a backup, um, a viable backup, because if you get shut down or if there's any suspicion that uh, they need to investigate your account, obviously you don't need your business to be on hold while they do reviews. So having another option, even if it's a local option, is better than having nothing. So getting a local merchant account uh, is within the region that you live in is probably a good solution 
either way, regardless of who you're working with. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you need more help on merchant accounts and anything payment related, please subscribe to the channel. I have fresh content every week and we talk about anything related to direct response. Uh, obviously, we talk about payments and email marketing and copywriting and all this fun stuff. So don't forget to like, subscribe and share. And if you do require a merchant account or merchant services, feel free to contact my company, directpaynet.com. The link is down below. Thank you so much and have yourself a great day.